Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous. Together we are finding joy in the journey of life. Today I have Carrie Bacham with me and we are talking about a new year and new ideas to our gamified classrooms. Before we get too into it, uh, Carrie, can you introduce yourselves for our new listeners? Sure. I'm so happy to be back. It's been a while. Um, I am Carrie Bauckham. I am a 6th, 7th, and 8th grade special education teacher in the northwest suburbs of Illinois. Uh, I have to say, Carrie Bauckham has been on the show, I don't know, six times, maybe seven times? Maybe six. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, just near and dear friend. Awesome to have you back on here. And truly just you got like so many, it's fun to geek out about games with you. I mean, I guess that's like I, every time you're on, I'm like, oh my gosh, I get a nice little chat with like total like game nerd like me. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. My husband will joke about it. He's like, can you get to talk about your, with your, with your nerd friends? I'm like, yep, we're going to go play games. Yep. Talk about games. Yep. 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 <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, like let's start. I mean, with this, this new year, new ideas, this topic, I mean, I kind of love this. There's this like moment in time every year. And this is one of the things I love about teaching that sort of cyclical nature of it. And like people that aren't teachers don't get it. You know, they're like, oh, how can you do the same thing for like 30 years or whatever? And <laughs> it's like, well, that's ridiculous. We don't do the same thing for 30 no. years. But you do you do have this. You have this moment, you know, of this like pre-launch, pre-start of the school year, whether you're a gamifier or not, right? We all have that moment where we get to kind of like reevaluate and kind of like reconfigure what we do and now you and i both gamify the full year which is like super exciting can be super daunting for you listening uh but it can also be super fun uh and this this is one of those places where you can you can obviously make adjustments throughout the year and you and i definitely do that and that's probably a whole nother topic we could talk about but uh here we are like this is one of those natural moments where you can really reflect and make pretty big game shifts without the kids like noticing or feeling it. Um, right. Do you know what do you what do you have? What do you, what's your new things on the docket? So my new things started. They started last year at the end of the school year. Um, so I gamify. My theme is it started off with Star Wars. I've tried to to make it more general. So and make it the galaxy. So my students are Padawan Jedi. Um, they learned that they're Padawan Jedi. Actually, I've on Monday, the day before the podcast is going to come out, um, they will learn that they are going to be Padawan Jedi um, on a mission to um, um, channel their and develop their Padawan Jedi skills so that they be, that, that, that they can become Jedi and bring all the good back to the universe that was lost. And so the whole year they spend develop, developing these skills so that they can be the best Jedi and bring the best of themselves, and the best... Um, of everything to the universe so we can bring good back to the universe. And um, so changes for me, I, for the longest time, um, through my journey, after a lot of iterations of versions of my game, I, I came upon Monopoly, which is can be a really boring game, right? But for me, it really worked in my classroom, allowing students to move pieces along the board. My students loved purchasing property and then having someone have to pay them if they landed on it, that's like the huge thing. And then as I got to be a better um, game player, I got more experience and a better game designer, I was able to add other elements to the Monopoly board. Like last year, 
I was really happy. I put wormholes on the board or anomalies. Um, I put the Death Star on the board. And those were all things that were new to me for Monopoly. They don't go with Monopoly, but my students would land on them and something would happen to them as the game player. That doesn't happen in Monopoly. And so as I well, tried be these... Before go you ahead, go sorry. on, I just want to like point out to people, because like Carrie has explained this game to me a lot, and it is super awesome. So I want to make sure if you're listening, when she sorry. says she adds the Death Star, we're not talking about just like <laughs> graphically. Like that is... That's beneath Carrie. Like she... She's like, we're not just talking about like, oh, I could put that, that instead of true. like B&O like railroad, I'll put the Death Star. No, like we're talking about like she's she's added like a whole new mechanic. Like I did. You're right. You're right. Learn playing playing games with my friends um taught has brought me so much fun, but it's also brought me so much game knowledge. And so Michael he's right. I mean, when Michael and I play games together, we will often be playing and I'm we'll stop and I'll be like, Oh my god, Michael, can you imagine? <laughs> If we did this in my classroom, we did this, and he just looks at me, smiles, and he laughs. All my friends, all all of our friends laugh at, at me, right? But I just can't help it. Like, games just, you know, they infuse inspiration into us. And, so, and anyways. I, I will say that, like, I have that same moment, but I, where I just sort of laugh. Your head. Is it is it, like, no, not that it's in my head, but it's, like, I, like, I, as far as board games go, I'm a little farther down the, the line than you. So, like, it's fun to, like, see that click in you because like that clicked in me because i played that game a year ago or right. whatever so okay. when i see that moment on you it like it reminds me of the moment that i had i had that same maybe not that same idea but like it's just that same moment and it's super fun sure sure so when we talk about the death star the death star um came out it's not it's the jail for monopoly so i decided yes. well star wars has a death star right I'm like, but it just can't be a Death Star. It just it Death Stars are awful. They're a trap. That's where the evil lies. That's where our villain is. And so I decided that if one student landed on the Death Star, then everybody was stuck on the Death Star. And I'm like, well. <laughs> so I'm like, well, if everybody's stuck on the Death Star, something has to happen and they all need to do something to get out of it. And I just played this game called Space Team. And it's a yeah, space team, and it's a collaborative game. So students have to work together to build this ship before the time runs out. And I'm like, well, hello. They're on in the Death Star together. They need to escape. So I made space team the Death Star challenge. So, um, but then I added another element to it just in case they couldn't get it the first time. So they get a card and they get three trials. And the bounty for it or the... the um, the loot that they're going to get if they get out the first time on the first try, this first play, they get 6,000 credits to spend to share between all the players. And then each for each trial, they it goes down. And if they don't um, make it in three, I can't remember what happens, but something happens to them because, you know, it would explode. And I think that's just what I said. It would explode. Um, and so it was super fun. And then so I had my student land and then everybody got sucked into the Death Star. And it was so much fun. I was so excited to see how was this going to go with Space Team. How mm -hmm. are they going to? It was it was wonderful that we had played it a couple times before we experienced it because that could be really hard for students. Um, but then I all of a sudden we're sitting at the table and there's ten students. Well, only six players can play. And I was like, oh, that's a problem, right? That's so a problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> so then, like in the moment of the first try, the person that landed on the Death Star, I'm like. Um, Bob, you need to pick your team. 
And so all of a sudden, all these other mechanics just came in the moment. So now we had a team leader at the Death Star who had to pick his best team to help. But then what would happen to the other four? And I'm like, I don't know. You just can't sit at the table and you can't play. And I wanted to wait and see what happened. And so the game started and the timer started. And all of a sudden we had all these players playing. And the four players that weren't playing were going around and like yelling, hey, Susie's got this card and da, 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 da. And it was it was super fun. But, you know, that so, was just a so, level up of, I don't know. It was just fun. No, so, so kind of breaking that down and unpacking your example for sort of the listeners. One of the things I love is, you know, when we talk about the difference between gamification and game-based learning, yes. uh, what I love is you've, you've taken a game. So you've done game-based learning there a little bit, like you've pulled Space Team off the board or off the shelf to use. However, what I love is gamification being that layer that just we talk about it laying over your course, it lays over everything. Yes. And like once you start to make all the connections, you can take game-based learning and sort of infuse it within your world. So like Space Team is not supposed to be the Death Stars. Like for anybody that hasn't played it, like it's nothing about that. It's like your no. ship's going to blow up because like things keep breaking and people are passing these cards to fix the things that are breaking, you know, to keep the ship on track. But mm -hmm. Carrie's so right, like, with a with a tinge of imagination, it easily can become the Death Star about to blow up, and you gotta, you know, you gotta build your ship and get off, or however you want to like phrase that. Mm -hmm. um, it all of a sudden fully can be laid into your game, and I, I I think people, that's just awesome. I mean, like that is just awesome that you you were able to do that, and that you that you saw that connection and used it. And this game for anybody that's looking for a good game, Space Team is a great one to pick up. Uh, lots of collaboration and it's yes. a it's a communication game which is what she's talking about the four because you're only looking at this hand of so many cards mm -hmm. and there's like a problem in front of everyone so it's like oh my like flux capacitor is broken i need a like what's a, a blur, blur, blur. yeah like a, what, what's a hoozle wrench and you know like everyone's got to be listening to me because like in your hand one of you have the what's a hoozle wrench and like but you're concerned with the problem in front of you, so you're kind of half listening, half not, and it's this super crazy. fun, crazy thing, which sort of fits this like crazy moment of we need to get off the Death Star. Like it has this intensity, and it plays in five minutes. So, you right. know, Carrie can easily slide that in. But she wrapped her theme around it, so it wasn't this pause and we're just gonna like do this silly thing over here. It wasn't the like, hey, Friday you earned the pizza party, which has nothing to do with what we're talking about. It's just. Right. It's just seriously a reward. And this is where we get into that conversation of intrinsic versus extrinsic. This wasn't just a reward for reward's sake. You slid this this high energy, awesome thing that still actually helped your students communicate, your students think critically, work together, and it worked seamlessly within your game. I mean, it's just a slam dunk. Right. It wasn't like, you know, the Friday where we're going to work on collaboration today. You know, it was, it, it made it, yeah, it made it meaningful. It made it engaging. It gave the students purpose and it elevated everything that we want our students to work on communication, teamwork, wanting to be that person on the team, you know, whether we say it or not, whether we want, you know, everything to be equal and fair, we do want our students to be 
have urgency, to want to be that teammate that people want, right? We want to be the best parts of ourselves. We want to be the best student that we can be so that when it comes down to it, our teammates can rely on us and our, you know, and they're bringing their best selves. And so to do that in such a, a really natural way through the game is really powerful and it, and it leaves a powerful impact. And I'm not going to say that there weren't feelings hurt. You know, we had a student that wasn't when, when the team person decided that this was his team, one of the people he didn't want. And I understood why he didn't want that student mm -hmm. and it hurt that student's feeling. But the conversation that came after that was super powerful with that other student about what he, what were his strengths and what were his weaknesses, but what could he have brought, you know, to the team and still given, even though he wasn't sitting at the table. So was it all easy and was it all beautiful? No, but was it super powerful and meaningful? Absolutely. And it was all very genuine and all very meaningful and nothing like let's pretend to, you know, do a collaboration activity. Yeah. You know, super fun stuff. No, it, it's like, it's weird, right? With, it's almost with like a dash of inauthenticity, you actually create these authentic moments. Yes, right. you're right. But when you make it just full-blown inauthentic, like today is collaboration day, we're going to read this sheet about the importance of collaboration, and then you all must work together. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just all inauthenticity, and it doesn't produce anything else. But like with this right. dash of inauthenticity mixed with the sort of creative elements, the gamification elements, you actually almost produce this like real-world moment where you have these great conversations that can come out whether it's mm -hmm. because of hurt feelings or competition or elation. I mean, like there, you know, there's, there, it, it runs the gamut of emotions and, and mm -hmm. things that can come from it. So that's just an awesome story. I also have to say like unpacking that story. The other thing that I, I, I hope people notice is, um, Carrie's ability to make that connection that while that might seem like difficult for you in this moment, to, to think that you would be able to make those kind of connections. Um, you know, I, I got to tell you, and I think Carrie would agree, you gain these skills and all of a sudden to, to see those connections, it becomes a little easier, you know, and like, like we, we joked about your like, aha moment when we're playing any sort of board game of how that could connect to your class. That just starts to happen more and more. Like yes. you, you get used to, making right. those connections. Right. Um, so when you're like, well, I would never think to use space team in my game, but right. it's like, no, like you'll start seeing them and you'll start to be like sliding those in. Right. And these are obviously when you have a bigger game, if you're, if you're building like a two day game, like you're not going to add space team to your two day game, but right. You know, if you're doing a bigger thing, you start to look for more creative ways to, to spice it up. You, we have a 180 right. day game. <laughs> Like, yes that's that's a big game um no and you're right because like it's a, it makes me remember back to even my first game you know i had like dice and stars on the wall you know people who have been you know have heard us talk about my game my first game before it, that was it that was it was that simple right and but so your game grows only as fast as you want it to and so mm -hmm. you know we talk after doing years of full-on you know year-long gaming and so, of course, we want to keep infusing it because, like you said, we get bored. You know, once you once you dip into the water and start drinking it, you really you really, there's really no turning back, you know, and you just have to keep taking more of it. Um, but the game only grows as fast as you want it to go. And so that's the I think that's another wonderful thing about 
gamification. It's not going to be a, a thousand mile race right from the start. It only goes as fast as you want. And that's also, you know, can be, I feel like a relief to some people too, when we talk about gamification. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I listen and read a bunch of different things and, uh, there's this wonderful sort of talk that Will Smith gave and he's talking about how, uh, he makes this analogy about building a wall. You don't, you don't sit down and say like, I'm going to build the greatest, biggest, like great wall of China. Like no one does that because it would be too overwhelming to think of that's so big. And here I am like one brick in my hand. Mm -hmm. Right. So he says, if you want to make the biggest, best wall ever, you almost have to think of it in its just tiniest part. And you have to say, I'm going to lay this one brick perfectly, you know, and it's going to be the best brick ever laid on earth. Because all I'm thinking about is this one little thing. Well, I, I could feel like I might achieve the best brick lane ever. And what happens is over time, mm -hmm. you end up building the best, biggest wall. And right. so from when, you know, when you guys listen to us talk about gamification, you're like, oh, rah, you know, don't look at the whole wall we've created, you know, just think of yourself like Carrie's saying, start, I mean, we started small. We had only a few bricks that we laid that first year or that first unit, you know, mm -hmm. truthfully. And then over time, yes, now we have this, this big thing mm -hmm. uh, that we love and we can see all these connections, but you know, you too can get there as well. Uh, so going kind of back to, <laughs> we, do, we took a little travel into space, didn't we? We did. So going back to this idea, new year, new ideas. Um, I have to say that I'm, I'm kind of excited to roll out my, I have two sort of big changes this year. Uh, so one change is for anybody that was listening last year to well-played episodes, um, one of my changes last year was I was going to sort of redo my items because I was going to make the sort of connections of my items a little bigger. She's laughing because it's a ton of work. Um, so uh, I added these different currencies you could have. So kids had certain level of strength, certain level of knowledge, and certain level of magic. And then with all of my items, you would need like some prerequisites to them. So you'd have to like, oh, this item, you need to like to be a level two magic and a level one strength to use it, right? Uh, that stunk for me because I love items. And I truthfully have probably like 120, maybe 130 different items in my game. And all of a sudden, because of this prerequisite nature, when I would sit across from you, like, so Carrie Backham hands in her project or her side quest, and I want to be like, oh, all right, Carrie, like, what can I award you? And I'd be like, Carrie, what did you, what, what, what are you, what are your stats? And maybe like, because of Carrie's combination and the way I distributed the, those possible combinations in my 120 items, I might only have like two item choices to give you. <laughs> well, that's not fun. You know, like, in all previous years, I could have given you any of my 120 and I could be like, this project warrants this super awesome thing. And I want to create that like conversation in the lunchroom that like, oh, did you know there's this new item and Carrie got this new item is amazing. Like, oh, I can't because like Carrie's combination, I can give her one of two. <laughs> like that's not fun. So I did away this coming year with all of those prerequisites. I kept the, the sort of strength. 
mm-hmm. as my health. So when I do boss battles, it's going to be fun. Like mm-hmm. you want to stay alive. So I have health, but it's not really connected to the items. It's just more like health in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going back to like the sort of free whatever. But seeing that I'm going to have to redo my items now because they all have this like magic level <laughs> and all this other stuff printed on I thought like, what have other games done? And I went with, uh, uh, I'm sure you have heard of the game Fortnite. Maybe just a little bit. And that might actually have some impact on some of my updates this year too. (laughs) Nice. So Fortnite has a color system to show what is like a super good item, a super rare item. So I would always have these things that I knew were rare. I knew I only give out four of these in the game. That's it. So when I tell you I have 120 items, they're not all equal value in terms of ability to get them. Uh, But kids wouldn't know. You know, there wasn't Mm -hmm. anything graphically denoting that. It would just be my storyline of telling Carrie, like, this is super rare. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, maybe the kid didn't remember that. So when he trades it to somebody else, no one else knows it's super rare. Mm-hmm. So I went with a color system. So I have like I love a it. six color tier system. So the kids know and it's, you know, easy to know. And, you know, so you get the green one. Green is kind of a base level, easy peasy. All the way up to I have a gold. And like the gold level is clearly the rarest of rare. Nice. Uh, so um, I like that. I think that'll be really good. And then when we think too about the learners, like we have different kids that are at different gaming abilities and gaming levels. In my previous years, when they didn't have that knowledge, yeah, my hardcore gamers that love the game. They got they, it. They got it, and they loved knowing that this was rare. And, and maybe they loved knowing it and knowing that no one else knew it. Maybe they, maybe they loved that. But they, there was did, a, they did. They did. But there was, a, there was a huge probably amount of kids that, like, missed a portion of the game because they didn't love it enough to sort of memorize what's rare and what's not. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, like, giving them that knowledge so that they can – participate in the enjoyment of the game they can be like holy cow i have two purple items Mm -hmm. that's like pretty hard to get like yes this other guy has seven items but there's seven green items like yeah actually my two purple ones are pretty awesome (laughs) yeah so that's one big change that i have that i'm kind of really jazzed about i like Uh, that truth be told not super jazzed about redoing all my items again this year (laughs) And I may have spent probably like an hour and a half this weekend, like cutting some of the printing that I did. <laughs> Yay. Um, now, before I go to my second one, I guess I want to hear get you put one on the table. What's a new thing for Carrie Bacham? Okay, so I'll go along with your visuals because I love the color idea because it adds just this really amazing visual element, you know, connecting rarity, but also just giving this visual trigger to, you know, to signify the importance and and value and so i remember um this summer we were playing some games and i noticed that a lot of the games had um like little cheat sheets like little cards that reminded you because there's so many elements sometimes these card games developers have gotten wise that maybe having a visual with a key telling us what things can do would be helpful to the players so that we don't have to keep looking back in the rule book right Mm -hmm. and so last year in my game I still want more engagement for my items. My students just still really, they love the, they love my visual setup with my game and that's always been fun and engaging. They love the XP, but I would love to get more gameplay from the, from, for them to remember their items, you know, for them to engage with them more frequently. And so, or even just, um, more than that, I, w- I want more, 
like a gamer's mindset in them, like, you know, reminders to look forward, to think advanced, to be strategic in things. And not all kids have that. And aside from wanting my students to be great learners, that's, I mean, being, having a gamer's mindset, I think is a really powerful mindset. There's a lot of awesome things that go along with being a gamer, you know? So I decided that I'm going to create a little card with some, some, just some key elements on there that are visual that will give them reminders and tips for the game just to cue them, just to hone them in just some steps with a, with an icon next to it, um, that will help remind them of, I'm not sure if it's going to be like the, you know, the steps of a mindset or just reminders of items, items like, you know, I think sometimes my kids forget too. like items do this. Remember items are powerful tools that can change things, you know? Um, cause I was finding myself too, when we were playing the game that a kid would hit an anomaly or hit something that would, um, cause them to have to do something I'm like, Oh, don't you have that Jedi card that you bought? But I had to remember, remind them of that, you know? And some of that goes along with who my students are and, well, you I'm know, gonna, I'm going to actually give you a bit of, uh, I mean like, right. We only know the, the experiences we have, right? Sure. So, so you're about to say that, that like, it's the students you have. And I want you to know, like, all of you need to hear this out there that like you need to sometimes help everyone along to make sure that they understand that the game's there. So when I'm doing a review True. game where I True. say, hey, in the review games, this is where a lot of your items work. And I'll say that at the start of the review game. And still in the middle of the review when we're playing Jeopardy or doing something, kids they won't forget. think. And I'm and, I, and I'll like sometimes drop it like in the middle like, oh my gosh, like. This would be like such a good time. Like if only one had a spear to like skip this team, like that would be so devastating this moment. And then everybody's like, oh, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like the rest of the period, yeah. they're, they're, they're like hyper, like focused on knowing that like, well, I have a spear and I have a chariot and I have a this and I have a shield. And then all of a sudden the game fully kicks in. And all I had to do is that one moment where like, it would be a good turn to skip somebody's turn. Right. Just sort of remind them and not in a like, Hey Carrie, use your spear now to hurt them. Right. Like right. it's just like, oh man, it would be so awesome if somebody could skip their turn. And like, boom, now the game's fully in play. So everyone remember that you have to like sometimes like move it along and, and move it along in kind of that interesting insider sort of way. I yeah. Think as a as a gamer mindset, as like the game master. Right. You, you don't want to do it in like a pause moment of like, here is how we have to do it. Like try to do it in almost like a, a secretive way. Like, mm-hmm. and some kids will get it. And then all of a sudden the rest of the kids will get it from yeah. the actions that happen. That's a good tip. Oh man. Like the, the problem with having you on Carrie is. Are we already out of time? We can't be out of time. We're at like 27 minutes. So, like, so much more to talk about. Part two. No, I'm joking. We're, I think we're going to have to do a part two because, like, I only shared the thing that I'm like sort of excited about. And I only shared, yeah, me too. I still have <gasps> a, a couple more things. Dang. <laughs> wow. This is like well played, the B side. <laughs> this is what didn't get released. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, well, I mean, I, you know how we have to end this. We have a little I reflection do. time. But I'm going to say to everyone out there that I'm going to make sure I continue to bug Carrie so that we sort of finish the second half. We're going to call this like part one. I would love that. Of New Year, New Ideas. It's Part two is probably not going to be next week, but 
Uh, it'll be in short order here. So we'll have sort of part two coming up. Deal. Um, but I really like today's quote, and I think it kind of goes along with this idea thing. And I, and I really hope it helps people out there that are thinking about starting something new, even if it's not gamification, whatever you're thinking about adding. This one comes from an American uh, philosopher and mathematician, Alfred North Whitehead. You ready? I'm listening. I think it's good. Almost all new ideas have certain aspects of foolishness when they are first produced. (laughs) I love it. Right? It's so good. Yes. And like we have to be confident enough to like almost will those things into existence and once we do it it it, many times i don't want to say all the time many times it does take flight but like in that gap between like your idea and the actual launch of it or the actual flight of it yeah it's foolish like the wright brothers were idiots like you're gonna try to fly like that's stupid that's for the birds Mm -hmm. and then they do it and you're like it is no longer foolish it is amazing they did it Uh uh-huh right and like we have those moments in our lives that we just we we miss them we let them fall by you know because we 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 succumb to the foolishness as opposed to like believing in what could be done yeah i love it it's a good one (laughs) it it makes it, it this isn't the same quite interpretation but it also makes me think of like even how I started with gamification and I saw it like on Twitter, you know, being talked uh-huh. about. I'm like, yep, when I have enough time, when I have the right students, when thing, life is not so busy, none of those things will ever be right. And so as soon as I stopped waiting for the right time and just dove in and did it, that's when it was amazing, right? And that's when it was like, I was like, what, why, why did I wait so long? Because it changed everything. I mean... You and I have had conversations about that, and we could talk. We could have a whole episode about how gamification's changed us as people and teachers. Um, That's part three. <laughs> but I think this also speaks to that. You know, if you wait for the right time, it will never be right. If yeah. you wait for the right group of students, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised that the wrong group is usually your right group. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, I think that that quote also speaks to me in that way. Also, I, this is one of the reasons, and I, I mean, I don't know. I don't often necessarily get feedback on the reflection time, but th- that's the thing I love about it is like same quote. And if you go back and listen to well plays over and over and over again, everyone has their own spin to the same sentence. I just think, I don't know. I think it's kind of cool to ask, ask everyone that. So thank you for participating in once again, another reflection time. And Carrie Bogham, thank you for another episode of well played. And we have another, like, one, possibly two, in <laughs> the near future. That is fantastic. You know you will always be on the Well Played, so... Anytime. There, there's future episodes anyways, but we have one that's in the near future. That's exciting. Everyone else, thank you so much for listening to uh, another episode of Well Played. It is so fantastic. Each and every week we get more and more... Uh, if you're listening to the podcast version, make sure you check out the YouTube channel uh, because there is a video of this. And I always like that to be the spot that curates any sort of conversation that comes from this. So even mm-hmm. if you're just listening to this in the car, pop over to youtube.com slash Mr. Matera, find the episode number. And then if you want to like 
have any feedback for Carrie and I, have a question for Carrie and I, have a statement, whatever, just want to give us a high five, you can just type that in, high five. Submit the comment. <laughs> it's awesome. You can do that. They can put emojis in too. You can. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. So check it out. Do that. We would love it. Uh, and also, just as a little uh, update, uh, we are possibly going to have a encore of uh the hive summit and we haven't picked the the dates for that we haven't picked the length we haven't picked a lot of things about it but sometime in september there's going to be a encore sort of reopening for a window of time so exciting stay tuned uh again everyone thank you carrie thank you uh everybody have a great great day bye